You are listening to the MS Power User Podcast. This is episode 67, recorded Friday, September 29th. Each week on the podcast, we discuss the latest news about Microsoft. That can include Surface, Xbox, Mixed Reality, Teams, Groove, Mobile, and of course, the Windows Insider Program. Today we have surprisingly little Windows Insider news, especially in comparison to the other lovely stuff we have, which even includes some Windows Mobile stories. Yippee. My name is Vernon E.L. Smith, and I'm joined, as each week, by Andy Bennett. Good day, Andy. Hey, how's it going? It's okay. I'm tired. I'm busy. Uh, there's a lot going on, but my garage roof has been completed. Awesome. So it has it has a new roof. Yippee. Now just on to the next project. Neat. Well, so I... How's your week been? It's been a pretty good week, really. I told you, you know, before the show began that uh, had a uh, cookout at an airport. Uh, earlier this week with the with the church and that was very very nice had one of the best hamburgers i've ever had in my life there and it was pretty fun to watch the helicopters come and go as we all ate i'm also currently testing the strength of modern cold medication as some might be able to tell from my voice although it's honestly feeling pretty good thanks thanks to uh, some whatever it was that i took i can't even remember the name but, yeah, I, I might have to leave some things to you if this ever wears off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, jumping in, uh, Andy has an opinion on the Fall Creators update. Yes. Yeah, so I've been running the Fall Creators update for, boy, it was just after last week's podcast, I think, that I jumped in. And it it's it's worth it, I believe. I, I, my experience has been relatively bug-free. I mean, this we're very, we're very close to RTM, and at this point, it might as well be RTM for some people. I know some others are still having some issues, as as, as there's always going to be some bugs to crunch down prior to release. Otherwise, this would be RTM. But yeah, it's it's very smooth. The improvements that have been made are very good, and this is one of the first times that I have. It may be the first time that one of these Windows 10 feature updates has actually made it f- made everything faster. It's not the biggest change in the world, but it is enough for me to notice a difference, which is what counts. And I and the full creators update, everything it brings to the table just feels really good. Like for example, Microsoft Edge is now good enough that I can use it as my main browser, which was not possible with any of the prior versions. I have been waiting for this browser to mature since its first release as Project Spartan, and we're there. It's ready. It's I think it's ready for prime time. It's ready, rearing to go, and it's it's very fast now. Especially as someone who is coming from Firefox, I mean, I'm seeing a world of difference, and I love the design. Well, I do think some of the ways that Fluent Design are done in there could be handled a bit better. Like, for example, the acrylic is mostly covered up, and it seems a little weird because of that, but it still looks very good. It feels good to use. It's very snappy. I have very few issues. There are a few pages where I still see some stuff that's a little out of place, but it's nothing unmanageable. 
Like with prior versions, I was seeing issues all over Facebook and whatever where I'd go to scroll and everything would just glitch out. Not seeing that anymore here. It lo it looks good. It feels good to use. And then, the I mean, th there's also all the other little changes around the operating system that this is this is a very good update. This is a very this is going to be a very good version of Windows 10. And even if it's not everything I could have wanted, like I could have wanted a lot more fluent design stuff around the operating system, it's still good. Now, as for the builds coming out, there's also of course the skip ahead stuff, which uh, we can get to talking about here. Let me ask you something about Edge All right. then. All right. You're saying that Edge is now ready for prime time. Yeah. Um, to what extent would you say that this should have waited? What do you think? Should Edge have stayed in a fast ring or just not available, not been pushed to the public, not so you know, uh, aggressively pushed to the public until it was great? I mean, do you think it really well, did turn a, a large number of people off? to it by being um you know let's just say incomplete or maybe some I, it, substandard it, they in definitely some cases. did they definitely did turn a lot of people away from edge with the release of it and how that was handled they should not they should have not released edge without the extensions that's the that's my first that's my biggest yeah, gripe with how they handled the launch the rest of this stuff i feel as if it was inevitable edge a couple of years ago was not very good but actually, maybe Edge a year ago. Let's go use that for example. I'm trying to remember exactly when it first got extensions. Was that with the anniversary update? Because that sounds about right. That Edge prior to extensions was... I mean, it was, I don't believe... I didn't consider it a browser worth using at that time. And really... But at the same time, though, I do believe that it was better than Internet Explorer. It still is better than Internet Explorer on a, you know... The, the normal creators update or on the anniversary update so that I, I mean it was better than what microsoft had but it was not good now it's at the point where it is actually good but i also feel as if aside from aside from extensions the rest of the performance and whatnot i feel as if that was inevitable they're building they're building something up it takes time and, and well we're at the point where that time's been taken and it works very, 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 very well now. I do, I do really want to see where they're going to go with this in the future because they've been adding a bunch of cool features to this. That I mean, when you say Microsoft browser, and this is the view I had a couple of years ago. I mean, Internet. Let's be honest here. Internet Explorer was bare bones. It did have a few cool ideas, but they were not very pronounced or very noticeable. Stuff like the way that search engines were handled and uh stuff like that it, it was they had some very cool ideas that were not shown off very much at all so seeing edge get all of these neat features like uh set tabs aside for example or the cortana features and all of that is very good and it's very pronounced it's handled much better than internet explorer ever handled any of its features my one gripe is that the submission process for extensions is still just a total mystery. And I really do hope that they focus on getting more high-quality extensions in there soon. That's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, continue on with uh, what you were saying with the um, 
well, the insider build itself here. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Now, while the Fall Creators update is Redstone 3, the next big Windows 10 update after that is going to be Redstone 4, of course. And we've gotten a couple previews for it and skip ahead, like one or two builds so far. And this current one is build uh, 17004. And it's it brings more fluent design elements to the desktop primarily. It doesn't include many changes because their focus is still on Redstone 3 at this point as they're obviously polishing that up for release. But they bring a few more things to the desktop, like for example, there is now the reveal effect on the start menu, which is a very, very good thing. It's a small thing to, it's a small detail that adds a lot. And I ha leave myself wondering, why was this not in Redstone 3? Now the Fall Creators update is a very good update but it is very inconsistent visually still, especially as fluent design elements just created more inconsistencies where you have the action center, the start menu, they're both using acrylic. But if you were to open up, say, the sound flyout or the calendar, they're using the old blur style that was originally used back during Threshold 1. It's, it's completely inconsistent. It does not take as long as it has taken to fix this stuff up and make this look consistent. It's really weird. And of course, then the taskbar has no blur at all, which is, again, bizarre. I don't really understand any of it. But yeah, apparently Redstone, Redstone 4 is, is, is going to be the second part of the rollout of Fluent Design, which... Let's be honest here, it should have been just one gigantic rollout, and then they could, over time, they could fix up the little issues people had with Fluent. Maybe things needed more blur, maybe they needed less blur, blah, 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 blah. You get the idea. Over time, they could have tweaked it, but there should have been one massive rollout I could see on any Windows app, on the Windows shell itself. That's the way it should have been handled. But seeing them actually work on it now... I'm, I'm glad to see it spread out more. Just, this should have been done a while ago. Hmm. Okay. And I feel like I've said that multiple times about stuff on this <clears throat> podcast. Well, and I'll say it again. Speaking of should have been done a while ago, uh, the HP Elite X3. Hey, yeah, Windows Mobile. Uh, the is arguably the best and basically the only Windows um, 10 mobile device available right now. Uh, it has been available for more than a year now through, um, well, through GSM networks. And HP has, again, reiterated that it will be available on Verizon with, uh, with the CDMA bands. Um, what? I mean, like, that's just, um, I'm glad that it's still coming to Verizon. It's odd that it's taking this, taking this long. Most certainly should have happened already. But I think, in a way, this is actually cluing us into the the upgrade cycle of the HP Elite, uh, the X3, as in uh, probably not any time real soon. Now, it, Verizon is known, at least uh, traditionally, for taking a while for things to go from, especially for Windows phones, to go from a GSM to um, CDMA bands. It should not take that long. I don't know what the real holdup is or whatever, but... Um, this is happening. For, HP is saying that it's happening, at least coming to Verizon. We have seen rumors of an Elite X 
you know, four or what, or X, what would it be? HP Elite X3B or something. I'm um, trying to remember was, what it was. Yeah, that I mean, was a while was no, ago. That was a while ago. There was, they even um, showed off kind of, I guess, prototypes of yeah, the yeah, second yeah, they did. gen on it. And, was that um, at last year's Ignite? Mm, was it Ignite or was it at, you know, it might have been a, mm, I don't think it was Ignite. I think it was somewhere else. I think it was the, don't remember. I do not remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was, the point being, um, I don't think they're going to have uh, an update to this device anytime soon because they are um, up, basically because it's coming to Verizon, the same model itself. Unless somehow uh, we are confused and the one coming to Verizon is the newer version. And I guess in a way what it, technically what it, could it be. is. What it could be really yeah. would be, uh, let's say let's say the rumors about an Android version of the Elite X3 are true. They're probably, I mean, just because Windows 10 Mobile is kind of at the end of its life cycle right now. I mean, if, if the Elite X3 comes to Verizon, I would expect it to be maybe... You know, maybe it's Elite X3 2017-2018 edition, something like that. Maybe they'll have a variant running Windows 10 Mobile and a variant running Android, or just one running Android. Maybe it'll be the evolution of one of those prototypes we saw, and they don't, and they can technically not be lying, saying, "Oh yeah, the Elite X3 is coming to Verizon." If it's Elite X3 2017-2018 or Elite X3 X2, whatever, I don't know, but. They, I would expect them to still call it Elite X3 something and just mm-hmm. say this is this year's variant of it. Something like that, and they wouldn't be lying by any means. I yeah. don't yeah, expect I don't expect them to release a new phone running Windows 10 Mobile whatsoever. However, I do by all means believe that they're going to uh they're going to continue the Elite X3 brand, I think. In some yeah, way, think- shape, or form. Well, that was a unexpected yawn. Well, <laughs> well, I will say, <laughs> I will say that um, HP has focused on enterprise. The Elite X3 most uh, definitely had focused on enterprise, not only with the um, the devices that were launched or sold with the Elite X3, such as the lap dock. Well, that was kind of after it, but definitely the Continuum dock. Those were marketed uh, towards productivity. Of course, they have their their um, their proprietary enterprise um, software that goes along with this. I'm kind of drawing a blank on the name of that right now, but um, so I was it, it HP be, Workstation. Yeah, works or workspace or something. Forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would be surprised. Um, uh, how to say this? I think HP is one of the least likely companies that would. Um, uh, shift shift and do Android because in a, a variation of this because of what they have invested in the enterprise and productivity space with this device but uh, certainly you know different operating systems using the same device putting a different operating system on there that isn't unheard of mm-hmm. by other OEMs and so yeah there was the like Alcatel idol of course that uh... mm-hmm. so maybe Maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, a follow-up from last week, or it must have been maybe the week before, uh, the ZTE, uh, what is the name of this thing again? 
the ZTE Axon Multi, which was uh, leaked oh, yeah, last week or a couple weeks ago. 2003 name. Yeah, it sounds like a Leatherman, actually. <laughs> um, this device is, um, well, running Android. We only bring it up because um, basically the dual screen portion of it, and we covered it before, the dual screen kind of remi it was reminiscent of what we really hoped um, a Continuum phone would do. And, of course, it is kind of an underspec device. It certainly looks less cool than the initial renders or the, um, the concept images did. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's cheap, cheaper device. Come to AT and T with uh, cheapish specs, not Windows or um, anything. Why are we covering this anyway? I I don't uh, know, but I think it's an interesting looking device, and it uh, def definitely is. Yeah. Also, to just finish up uh, some Windows Insider stuff before our next. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Story. No, no, no worries. It's good to mix it up sometimes. Also, I don't know why my volume is suddenly significantly louder, louder on these charts when I'm speaking at the same distance and same tone, but whatever. Build 16299 is out in both the fast and slow rings. It includes a couple fixes for Edge and also a fix for people who experience problems when upgrading. It's not really... those aren't really worth mentioning. You can check the site if you want to see them, but... This is the first fast ring build since... Actually, I think the fat last fast ring build was like last week, and it was one that still had issues with Surface Pro 3 upgrades. So if anyone is still on the slow ring for some reason and has a Surface Pro 3, you might want to go for this one. All right, now you can continue. So Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, uh, have you heard of him? He is... Um... Obviously, he doesn't have too much to do with the company anymore. For some reason, he was on Fox News, whatever. I mean, he's a he's the richest man in the world, and they talked to him. He did mention in the interview that he no longer uh, that he has switched to using an well quote Android based smartphone, and uh, his his point was that he still runs a lot of uh, Microsoft services and software there apps. If that makes sense. That is nothing new to uh, the business model of of Microsoft Mobile making everything um, available everywhere if possible and he did make uh, he did stress that he was not using an iPhone um, some people of course are flipping out about this oh the end is near other people are like oh the end is already here and other people just say who cares whatever um, I guess which are you Andy I'm someone who says the end has been here for a while now, so, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't consider this a shocker whatsoever. Really, I would be more surprised if Bill Gates was still using a Windows phone. The operating system is not undergoing any of the development that it used to. I mean, we used to be seeing, I mean, say, year, a year ago, year and a half ago, Windows 10 Mobile was seeing much more development than it is now. I think it's quite obvious that at this point in time, Windows 10 Mobile is near the end of its life, and really, who can blame him for moving to another platform when there's hardly any phones releasing for it either? Microsoft had, Microsoft had a problem for a while where uh, they weren't releasing enough flagship devices, and I look back on that and think, wow, I wish that was the problem Windows Phone had right now. Because now it's hardly getting anything. I mean, 
Last phone announcement we've seen was what? The Wiley Fox? That's a mid-range phone that no one will ever buy? It's... There's hardly any reason to stay on the platform if you are into buying new phones and staying with the new newest new new new. Now, if you're fine with what you have, if you want something that works for you, then by all means, stick around on Windows 10 Mobile. It's... I mean, if... I'm not saying to leave the platform if it works for you, but for most people, Bill Gates included, they're going to go for something that's actually getting development. You know, to follow up on that, it's been, I don't know, probably six months since I've actually used my Android device for anything. I have a Moto G, I forget which gen it is, and it's not new. It's been a while since I've used that. I do use my iPhone every single day, my work-issued iPhone employer-issued iPhone. I don't use it for very much aside from messaging, phone, you know, text messaging, phone calls. I use Cortana on there sometimes. I will, um, and it actually works really, you know, pretty well. I do use um, Outlook for my work email instead of the uh, mail app for Apple, or what do you call it? Apple's mail app. Other than that, I really don't even use that phone much, and I would use it more if it worked, if it if it gave me a better feeling, okay? Now, I'm not saying it's a poor device. It's a 6S, I think, or, yeah. I'm still yeah. using my, my Lumia 950, and, yeah, it's old. Um, I'd say maybe once a week I, I do um, do a, a reboot on it, not a, not a um, you know, hard reset, but just to, to restart it. And occasionally I do have a little glitch in Edge where it will lock up takes you know whatever five seconds and it'll uh, it'll uh, fix itself um, the camera actually the little drivers in there the focusing part of the camera occasionally does kind of um, have an issue I mean this device is what two years old now just shy of two years yeah. old yeah so that is uh, disappointing <coughs> because the camera is still amazing and in my opinion the ca this ca the camera on the 950 is better than the uh, the iPhone 6s, which is what I'm using for work. Yeah, Lumia, Lumia cameras are something else, or yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Now it's correct. I don't have very good apps anymore. I don't have a good. Let's see, what is the app I was thinking of? Okay, it must not have impacted me that badly because I don't care. Oh, maybe it's the Zillow app. I don't have Zillow on Windows 10 Mobile, um, or I guess I haven't used it in a while or something. Whatever. So I will, I think that was the one thing where I would look, open up the Zillow app on my work iPhone instead of using it on my personal Lumia 950. Uh, but that's actually been a while ago. Other than that, now I know that my tastes, my, my needs have diminished. I am not as deeply into the space as I used to be. I'm not, I don't really consider myself a strong enthusiast at this point. I just have many, many things going on in my life. But this device, the Lumia 950, is still working for me. Um, I have the option, like I'm saying, I have an iPhone I use every single day for just a few things because those are the only things that I really feel, I guess I'm basically forced to use them uh, for work. Uh, but I have the option. I could spend all my time on my work work iPhone if I needed to, and it's just, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess one last thing. the window, The Facebook Messenger app on Windows 10 Mobile is pretty junky. Um, but you know, it certainly oh, yeah. sucks a lot of battery on every platform. Oh yeah. So 
So I think that's... Messenger um, is horrendous, regardless yeah. of where you use it. The one platform I use it where it doesn't really lag, I guess, I guess on Android, it's not that bad. But on Windows Desktop, if you want to use the actual app, I mean, that is just one of the worst apps that I have ever used. That takes, like, what, two minutes to start up? Even on a relatively high-powered desktop, there is nothing on regarding to my related to my computer specs that should be i mean i should be able to run fifty thousand instances of this thing you know Mm -hmm. but i try to open it up once it takes two minutes two solid minutes for a messenger app i mean i can open telegram in five seconds maybe less and that's on a slow day Mm -hmm. it's it's horrible so Anyway, it is it is no surprise that uh, Bill Gates is using a device other than a Windows phone. That's okay. I'm not offended by that, but it is a little bit disheartening. Just you know, nostalgic or ah, it's a bummer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is worth noting that last year Microsoft did make a deal with Samsung to sell. Uh, boy, what was which model was it? I don't know. Uh, the S8 the, and S8 Plus as a Microsoft S8, edition S- that came preloaded with a variety of Office apps and OneDrive and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are being sold, at least they have been recently sold in the uh, the, the, the physical uh, Microsoft stores around the, around the U.S. at least. For what and, it's worth, uh, a friend of mine was unable to find any Microsoft Edition S8s, so I think that was, might have been a limited time thing, but hmm. maybe, although he is overseas, so maybe in the U.S. Well, that's pretty rare to even have a check. Windows to have a microsoft store overseas in general is boy just a few of them i guess i forget where they are yeah yeah anyway all right well moving forward into a another mobile device that is microsoft branded uh the i guess in 2013 and i do not remember this i mean i remember the year i don't remember the news article um there was rumors that microsoft was looking to create an xbox branded smartwatch and they were asking suppliers to create samples um, apparently, one of these uh, prototypes had leaked. You can go to the site and see the images on here. I mean, it looks like a tiny smartwatch from 2013 with Xbox on the back. I um, prefer the Moonraker. Andy, <laughs> yeah. Andy, what do you think of this? And do you I mean... I, I think know. this was a very bizarre endeavor that might have been something tied to the Xbox fitness push that Microsoft had for a while. I mean, you said 2013. That would be that would be during the Kinect era of Xbox where they were mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to go for the Wii audience. We're going to go for these uh, soccer moms and, and normal people and people who don't like video games. And Which Xbox I think is still... for everybody. I th- I still think that could have been a decent push as long as they didn't alienate yeah. the stronger uh, the the yeah it was the gamers. it was the alien it was the alienation that really hurt the Xbox One early on, and so I have a feeling this was something tied to that. Maybe they would have tried to you know Fitbit it up, something like that. They'd be like, hey, this is healthy. We can track your motions and track how much you exercise and stuff like that. That's what I would personally expect. Some kind of fitness tracker hybrid and something like that were also something maybe tied to the xbox as an entertainment hub push where they had xbox music they had xbox video because the zune brand wasn't good enough something like that i, I miss i miss zune but yeah. that's 
Yeah, that's just. Well, I'd, I'd miss Zune, except for the fact that I have one right next to me, and I use it as a radio weekly. Hmm. All right. Well, moving forward again, uh, Microsoft finally does confirm the date that the Surface Pro LTE version will be coming to the UK. Now, boy, I don't know what it was a year ago or something a while ago. They did announce that this would be coming, that the LTE version would be available. And there were strong rumors of it, um, or I should say confirmation, last week. Or was it a week before? And now Microsoft has confirmed the date itself. December, Decemberary, wow. December uh, 1st, 2017 is when we should be able to, well, those in the UK should be able to purchase the Surface Pro with an LTE-enabled um, chip in there. And, uh, yeah, it is uh, a bit of a... I don't want to say it's a it's a it's a weak version, but eight gig, uh, well i5 processor with eight gig of RAM. Then also there's a, um, a four gig version of this, and um, I think it will serve its purpose. I think it will be a powerful enough um, mobile mobile computer. I mean I don't know. That's really yeah. really broad, but. I mean, it's a Surface with LTE, and I think there was a leaked version that uh, got talked about uh, like last week. That maybe it's something different. I don't know. I'm... But yeah, it's it's going to be a good device. I mean, Surface Pro with LTE. I mean, I don't think there's any way to go wrong. Mm -hmm. Andy, this next item, uh, do you have insight onto this, or should I just go from the article yeah, here? I, I can. Yeah, I can go over it here. At there's a lot of new uh, sh pictures of the Harman Kardon Invoke, which also got shown off at Ignite. So it's just it's coming soon. Uh, there's let's. I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting mixed up now. I think I'm at the point where this <laughs> is starting to wear off. But uh, let's see. Yeah, maybe you should maybe you should handle this. All right. Uh, so. There was a great big um, Amazon um, uh, event recently, which I did not watch, but from the sounds of it, it was, well, in the words of some people, orgasmic. So that's good. Um, uh, and then they, so they released a whole bunch of uh, new products. And it um, reminds us that we did have the Invoke, like you said, but we are not. Um, I guess I need to read up on this too. Hmm. Uh, just kind of reminding everyone that it is it would be this uh, Cortana-powered device. Of course, it would have very high-end uh, sound to it. Um, Cortana would be the core of it, helping you be. It would be your personal assistant. Uh, assistant. Skype calling, of course, would be included in that, which would be a very good thing. And then home control. Uh, you should be able to connect with your smart device. Uh, your home smart devices I would imagine that that means um, like your nest or your um, what is it the Philips hue lighting stuff like that but I don't think that's been confirmed I'm not sure about that and then also something they talked about was the sonic far field voice technology it would be seven microphones embedded in the speaker um, uses the uh, beam forming echo cancellation and noise reduction to ensure Cortana can hear you even in challenging environments. I always like that they when they when they do more with sound 
uh, or, or they use newer technology for sound as we understand sound better as we um you know like the noise cancellation itself is pretty interesting but like uh, harmonics and um directed you know the uh directional sound uh both um uh, what's the term like where you you pick up sound from a what are those things like like satellite dish type things that they aim to pick up more better sound what the heck is that even called um, I'm trying to blank on that um they use them like a blaster well uh no far from it um <laughs> i'm talking like um, um directional okay. hmm. directional microphones um hmm. whatever it doesn't matter but yeah. anyway uh the invoke is still um available going to be available this fall in a couple different colors the sil silver in um pearl silver and graphite it's um we don't know how much it's going to cost certainly not cheap and uh well, it, might, it be... might be relatively cheap i would expect it to be around the amazon echo price which is i think the lowest end well amazon's they've got like hundred dollar echo hundred fifty dollar echo and then they have the dot which is like only 50 bucks i think so i would expect i, it I to cannot be in there. i gotta strongly disagree with you andy i cannot see how Harmon Kardon is going to sell this especially as premium looking and feature rich it it appears to to be i don't know how this is going to be under 200 bucks myself if not closer to 350 um i mean and you that, think about that range it will die i mean well um if perhaps, if you are yeah. i mean amazon has a head start alexa has been very well handled by amazon i'm not a, i'm not a fan of any of these smart speakers myself but i mean even i cannot deny how well amazon has put this together I mean, they've done an excellent job with it. They've had years to get ahead of both Microsoft and Harman Kardon. If they release this speaker that is based on Cortana and does not really seem to have as much brand recognition yet from people, I mean, people don't really know Harman Kardon, I don't think. Compare that to uh, Amazon, that, which that is a brand, household name. Uh, you're right. Harman Kardon has substantially less name recognition than Amazon does. But Harman Kardon is relatively known. I mean, it's kind of... Um, in the same vein of Bose, Bose obviously is kind of old, but um, it's still known for audio. And if this is marketed as a premium speaker with a voice assist assistant in it, well, as far as the Amazon Echo, Amazon's business model was to get you to buy more Amazon stuff. Now, I don't really know where they were making a profit, where they weren't, like what their profit margin would have been on the Echo products. Um, but the they didn't necessarily need to make money on that device. They wanted to get it in homes. They want people to use it. They want people to buy more Amazon stuff. Yeah, that's true. As far as the Harman Kardon uh, device, or well, devices in general, it is known for premium quality. Um, maybe that's already on the, maybe that's in the, going the direction of the Beats technology. Like Beats used to be actually a thing and now it's just a brand, you know, a name which has been, um, downgraded or what do you want to call it? It's just a branding scheme right now, which isn't any better. I don't know where Harman Kardon is on that gradient. I mean, Bose used to be very, very good. And then it basically turned into just being, um, branding. 
But I have no doubt that if the Harmon card uh, Invoke is sold as a high-end speaker, you know, a kitchen speaker or something, that um, as, far, as far as high quality, they will charge plenty for it. Also, um, the Cortana part of it is just, man, I don't know. I, I, it, I don't think there's really any appeal for most people that it is Cortana. I think it's just yeah. a deal that Harman Kardon made with Microsoft, um, or that Microsoft made with Harman Kardon, I should say, to, to get this thing out there. And I'm sure Harman Kardon wanted to sell devices with a, a you know, a voice assistant in there. But, um, hmm. I, I will say the biggest boost it has, there is technically going to be an advertisement for the Harman Kardon Invoke on every single Windows 10 device, and even on the Android devices or iOS devices with Cortana installed. There is a section in Cortana called Devices, which is dedicated to the Harman Kardon Invoke, that's that's there on desktop, that's there on mobile, be it Windows or Android or iOS. There is a Buy Now button in there. Even if it's not really available yet, unless you can pre-order, I'm not sure. Uh, no, it does not seem to be available, but yeah, there's, there is a little section dedicated to that on every Windows device or every Cortana app. So... That is definitely some good advertising, at the very least. This this is a really cool concept. It is something that, um, you know, it's like the kitchen of the future or the house of the future. But unfortunately, I'm never home. I mean, like, I'm never... <laughs> like, to me, my, my family would... Yeah, I guess they would sort of use this. But most of my... You know, my wife is never home either. I, my, we are, our kids are always out at... You know, it's not, it wouldn't necessarily work for us. It's more of a concept device. One thing we always have with us would be our mobile device, our mobile phone, which can have Cortana or Google Now or Siri or whatever on it. Or, um, and so I, I, I know that there's more to this business model. I know that the, the concepts, the, the, um, capabilities, the use case scenarios that this could, could take on. Uh, are are broader than what my <coughs> my simple mind is is imagining right now, but I'm just a little bit still pessimistic about it. Even though I mean, man, even though the Amazon has done really well with them, it's just um, I don't know. I maybe I'm just not understanding it well enough. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, let's see what comes next here. Uh, I'll let you take this one as you put this one in. Yeah, Story Remix uh, was announced, I don't know, like a year ago. and Or I guess it was in the, um, was it the New York event. I think they talked about it. And it was um, it was basically the, the main uh, selling point of the new Windows 10 app, Windows 10 uh, Photos app. Well, now it's finally, um, now it's, finally coming it's going to have basically just three options that are, are um there's gonna be classic relaxing or electric those three options are basically an ai mode in which it will put together a video for you you know basically a glorified slideshow um so that humans don't have to do it and in many cases that will be just fine and dandy but it will obviously never <coughs> it will not um replace 
um, really customizing it for, you know, I think in a lot of cases it'll actually work just fine. Um, depending on the quality of what people want, I'm not going to get into this more. Anyway, it's um, it's it's in a it's in a pre um, release preview or no? It's which which version is it here here? Wow, which version is it? Um, the skip ahead fast ring is what is what it is in. So you can go and get um, the story remix. And of course you can see a video of the story remix right on the site. Um, mm. Yeah. Moving on to one yeah. of my more favorite Microsoft services, which is still one of other people's less favorite, I believe, in some cases. It's my favorite. Yeah, go for it. All right, Groove Music for Android's latest update brings some pretty essential features, which uh, it's not the biggest update in the world, but it adds the ability to swipe on the now playing screen to go to the previous or the next track, like you can do on most other mobile uh, music music services. And you can also search your OneDrive music, finally, which is probably the biggest draw to use Groove, I think is that it can be your music streaming service and that's even without paying for it you can just put your music into the one into OneDrive under the music section and you're free to play it where on any device whenever wherever which is really cool so yeah it's it's a little weird to not see those there already but Groove for Android is, has lagged behind for a while sadly and they did put effort into fixing it up some more so, I mean, hopefully it'll get some more love so soon as Groove itself continues to grow on Windows Desktop. Okay, next one's yours. All right, we have a trifecta of Skype news. First of all, Skype announces free calls to mobiles and landlines in uh, in Puerto Rico. Um, so basically yeah. because there was, a, there was some weather down there, now I I admit I am I just am oblivious to world news. I I typically I, don't. I can fill I can fill you in in this case then. Yeah, I mean there was there was a storm. Some, I get it. I'm more not, than just more than just that. I mean it was a massive hurricane that knocked out the, the island's power entirely. They are running low on the diesel fuel, which was used to power most of the island, and so for the people who somehow still have cell service, which. I mean, very few people have cell service. They've been bringing in sat satellite phones for people to communicate. It's that bad. But for those who can actually access Skype and are lucky enough to do that, I mean, there's you can get free calls to people over Skype. And that's, that's pretty standard practice for Skype to open up calls to areas that have been hit by disasters. Although in this case, I will say that people are going to be very, very, very lucky if they get access to Skype down there. I don't know, maybe they're setting up Wi-Fi at a rescue zone or whatever, but as far as I can tell, that most contact to that to the island is next to impossible. Hmm. It's and, a very dangerous situation down there. And I should I should add, I'm not entirely oblivious to these things. I'm just saying that they don't... There's really no way that it affects me, and there's really not much I can do to affect it. Now, if I was um, running Skype, okay, then I would care, and then I would, uh, you know, offer this type of thing. But um, I don't know anyone in Puerto Rico, and I don't have a direct line to help anyone there. So I uh, help people here, I guess. Um, another in other Skype news, um, we're getting the new Microsoft 
<clears throat> the new Skype design coming to iOS. Um, it announced that the company's testing new design improvements for Skype on iOS um, with Skype Insiders. The, re the refined design comes with some much needed improvements to the UI, uh, makes things easier to access with a new navigation bar. You know, Skype for iOS did get updated recently. Uh, they all did actually. And iOS was the um, kind of the, it felt like the furthest leaning one for the, for at least for the time being. Uh, the navigation bar is now back to the bottom of the, on the iPhone, letting you access things like your recent chats, calls, highlights. It's basically like Snapchat stories people are saying. And um, you can access your contacts without needing to struggle to reach the top of the app in your phone's big display. Gee, have we ever mentioned this before? How everything should be near your thumb. I, I, people, go back, I don't know, four, maybe five years to when I was podcasting on other podcasts. Um, I've been saying this forever, and I'm not one, I'm not the I told you so type of person. But this is ridiculous that we have not learned that the controls should be near your thumb, near the bottom. Have your hamburger menu, or whatever you'd like to call it, near the bottom. That makes sense. That makes lots and lots and lots of sense, especially on these enormous display devices. Even on a smaller, even on my... Let's see, what did I have for work? I had an iPhone 5 something, which had the little 4-inch display still. I had that for work. And even that, I it drove me nuts that I had to reach the top left of my device to go back or to do anything. It is silly. It is crazy. And, and iOS isn't the worst one, obviously. I mean, or I'm not saying it's the only one. Uh, even Windows, I mean, the Groove app, which we love, Groove, it still has the stinking hamburger menu at the top left when really that same icon could be at the top or at the, at the bottom left and it would be just fine. It would not be intrusive. You could even just have a little swipe up, additional swipe up to uh, en enable it. Just like in many uh, apps on Windows Phone, you may have the full menu on the bottom with an ellipsis near the, near the right side. Well, then you could also just have a strip with the ellipsis right there Tapping that, it expands your menu on the bottom. It's not intrusive. It's not getting in your way. I don't know why we're not doing more of this. I mean, I think you understand my point, or at least you, uh, at least you hear the passion yeah, in yeah. my voice. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, it's getting an update. Good. Great. Desi newer designs are, well, I should say improved designs are always welcome. Um, sometimes I just you know, want to shake my fist and yell, get off my lawn. But last a Skype item here is um, Microsoft is replacing Skype for Business with Microsoft Teams. Basically, it's just the, the naming is changing, as I understand. Um, and that is okay. That's fine. We did go from uh, Link or, or Office Link, I suppose, to Skype for Business. They are, you know, I do wonder why they're doing this. Uh, Microsoft Teams is, I think, could be a strong brand. I think the naming isn't bad. It has a long ways to go. But one th one advantage they have is that it basically is already, they already have a built-in audience. Uh, I know that when we went from Link to Skype for Business, I mean, I didn't have to re-sign up at work. It just, the name changed. Oh, well, the same thing that I'm using now has a different name. Whoop-de-doo is still doing all the same things. 
So I think as this would be one way to transition things to teams. Um, and I don't know why they would want to phase out the Skype name. Maybe they do want to lean that more towards consumer. Maybe oh, I'm sure they want to um, let people think of that as a consumer product. But um, I don't know, counterpoint to that, why wouldn't someone want to be comfortable with Skype at home and at work? I don't I don't know the difference, what's going on there. I, I feel like certain people get a raise every time Microsoft renames a product. Mm, yeah, perhaps. So yeah. moving on, there's one, there's another uh, office item here. Andy, would you like to uh, um, sure cover thing. this office yeah. item? Yeah. Microsoft announced uh, Office 2019 at this year's Ignite, and it will come out in the second half of 2018. And it'll include all the new features Microsoft's delivered to Office 365 customers over the past few years, such as new inking features, animations, features in PowerPoint, new formulas and charts in Excel, you know, stuff like that. This is a standalone release, much like Office 2016 was, and it's aimed at the same audience as 2016, people who don't want to pay that subscription for Office 365, which Office 365 is both manageable and really good, So, it, but it, at the end of the day, it comes down to preference, because not everybody feels like paying every month for the rest of their life. So we'll see how that goes. You know, it'll, it'll be sold to the same people who bought 2016. Yeah, exactly. And that, that number of people, or I should say that percentage of people is decreasing. Two reasons, I believe. For one, you can do so many things on Office Online. It really is incredible. Um, and I guess part of that, too, is that there's so many people that are, I should say there are less and less people that are using um, traditional programs like this, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, using less of them in the workspace um just just because i guess they're using uh you know competitors also um the really really the main reason primary reason that i use uh, that i have an office 365 subscription is for the onedrive storage now for a long time there was plenty of free onedrive storage available also you could get different promotions and things like that and it was very nice eventually those things wore off Unfortunately, I think I only have maybe 100 or 200 gigabytes of promotional OneDrive storage, and the rest, you know, the terabyte is through Office 365. And again, I'm using just under 200 gigs of, of, um, of OneDrive storage. Um, I could trim it back. I do, would not need that. I could probably actually get by with the Groove subscription. Remember, with the Groove subscription, you get 100 gigabytes of OneDrive storage. Um, boy, I think, I think that is for everything. I don't think it's limited just to music. Boy, that would be a bummer. Um, but that would be one way you could do it. Uh, you could have enough OneDrive storage by just having a Groove subscription. But to me, the, uh, the Office 365 home plan, uh, which of course is five users and, um, up, and each user can have up to five devices in which they run Office. Uh, of course, and gets them one terabyte per user, which is fantastic for my family. Even my dad is on the plan with me. A uh, hundred bucks a year, certainly a good deal. And the whole point being, you don't have to buy the new version of Word, you know, of PowerPoint or whatever. 
you just get it as it updates. You have the newer stuff earlier, and of course, it's 100 bucks a year um, for all the newer newest stuff. Um, and then in some cases, there are there are apps on other platforms. I believe iOS is a best example of that, in which you can use the Word app, but you cannot make all the functionality isn't necessarily enabled there, um, unless you have the Office 365 uh, subscription. Um, if I recall correctly, it's been a while since we've uh, dealt with that, and it's been a very long time since I've not had <laughs> Office 365. So, hmm. yeah. All right. One of the other things Microsoft announced at Ignite that's kind of office related, they announced a bunch of new OneDrive updates, including a refreshed web design and this new web UI, which I wonder if that will come out alongside the new Outlook.com setup. It's got a, quite a few differences. You can see a picture on the site. There's also a new share UI coming as well, which is multi-platform. And again, you can see that on the site and it's also coming to Office. You can also update, or rather, you can open zip files on the web, which, I mean, glad that's finally happening. And the mobile updates are getting big updates with all these with all these features as well. And again, you can see pictures of this stuff on the site. I think the nicest thing of all is getting to open zip files on the web and potentially mobile there. So that'll be good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have enough uh, breath left to finish out with gaming? Yes, I think I do even <laughs> yeah okay so cuphead is out this is something that's been awaited for years it is a xbox console exclusive title and asher gave it a 9 out of 10 in his review which went up today and it's a side-scrolling run-and-gun game that you know think contra or mega man although very few people are going to be thinking of contra anymore i'm afraid although i loved that one that it, it tries to look like a cartoon from the 1930s and it succeeds if memory serves everything is hand drawn and it looks absolutely beautiful it's something that looked just phenomenal now this was originally entitled to be a boss rush game as they call them for those who aren't familiar with that terms it just means you'd be fighting against big big fantastic enemies one after the other until the game ended but they managed to secure additional funding from microsoft and turned it into a full game with big levels to go through. So that's nice. It's also digital only, and it's an Xbox Play Anywhere title that you can pick up for 20 bucks. although it's also available on Steam. So if you prefer that to the Windows Store, which I cannot blame you, and you don't have an Xbox to get the benefits of Play Anywhere from, you can grab it there. But it's the same price, and honestly, I do like the cross-buy on, on the Windows Store there, so... If I would, if I, if when I buy it, I'm probably just gonna nab it there. Forza Motorsport 7's Ultimate Edition is also out, which lets you play the game before people with standard. Asher gave this one a 10 out of 10. The demo's been out for a while now. You can give that a download if you want to try it before you buy it. It is a lot of fun. It is a, a very good simulation racer that looks just flat out beautiful. It is nearly photorealistic and that is on the normal xbox one not the pc version not the one x version and this game is going to look stunning in 4k when the xbox one x comes out also finally on xbox news halo wars 2 awakening the nightmare is out and it's a very good looking expansion for a good looking game and it, i do find it kind of funny how over this past week we've had some 
fantastic Xbox and Windows releases that are 20 bucks. I mean, we've got Cuphead out today. We had Ruiner, which came out like three days ago, and I picked that one up with some uh, gift cards I had laying around. And uh, th that one we had we had a review and a roundup done by Asher, who said who liked it and said it had some, but it had some Xbox One performance issues. I'll I'll. Uh, check that out after the podcast is done and have my own thoughts on those i'll share on social media probably but yeah and then we have halo wars 2 awakening nightmare it's an expansion it's 20 bucks though i'm not sure how i feel about that pricing as this was not included in the season pass this is an expansion which adds uh it adds a brand new mode it adds a new campaign that's like six hours i think i see some people say it's like that length adds and it adds a brand new mode that is going that you'll be able to spend a lot of time with either on yourself or with friends it's a firefight mode which is like a tower defense mode here it's very cool looking i have not played any of this myself because not in the season pass not gonna spend 20 bucks on it right now because i mean you've got 20 dollar games coming out that are full releases full games I'm not sure I want to spend that much on downloadable content for Halo Wars, considering the fact that I bought the Ultimate Edition of the game that was supposed to include everything for full $60. Well, that was on sale, so not necessarily full. That was like $80 on release, so a little silly, I think, to not include it in there. But it does look very good. It brings back the Flood, which, if for anyone who's a Halo fan, the Flood are something else. I'll leave it at that, though. I am kind of disappointed that they are... I'm, I'm excited and disappointed at the same time they're being brought back. It's like Microsoft's handling of Halo looks like it's going to go to Disney Star Wars levels of safe. And I don't know how I'll feel about that going forward. It's probably going to be better than what we had. Anyways, I think that's it for Xbox News. So, outro time. And yeah, that is it for this episode. We do appreciate you listening to the podcast. Uh, you know what? If you are a longtime listener, if you've listened to, I don't want to say every episode, but if you've been listening since the first five or so, hit us up. Hit us up on social media. Say, hey, um, your first episodes were much better than your most recent ones. Whatever you'd like to say to us, just let us know um, how you feel about it and uh, let us know that you've been listening. We appreciate that. You can follow yeah. us on social media individually at uh, Andy's at FusionFan45 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at VernonEL. Be sure to follow the uh, the site itself on Twitter at MSPowerUser. At MS and be sure to bookmark MSPowerUser.com for all your Microsoft news. And subscribe to the podcast. Boy, that's it. That's it. Um, have yeah. a great week, everyone. Take care.